Welcome to the Battle Ready Podcast with Aaron McManus and Erwin McManus. And here we are. It's good to be together again, <laughs> although we've be been together. together a lot for the last five months. A, a lot, actually, <laughs> which has been really nice, though. It's been really good to actually get to see each other on a more frequent basis. And I can genuinely say I never get tired of you. No, I don't get tired of you. No, I do get tired of being stuck in L.A. <laughs> all the time, which seems like a funny thing to complain about, right? Being stuck in one of the coolest cities in the world. Yeah, but just, it's just not that cool right now because uh, everything is frozen. Yes. We're frozen. in a social ice age. Yeah. <laughs> what Frozen episode? What's, Frozen's a movie, right? It's a Disney movie? Yes. I don't yes. have kids, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, don't. Come on. Don't lie. You've no, seen I've it. Never, I've literally never seen it. You've never seen Frozen? I, I don't eat. Like when people reference Frozen, I genuinely don't know what they're talking about. No, okay. I don't. And yet you just referenced it. Yeah, because I was listening to this morning. I was listening to a podcast this morning. We were Okay, so the topic of today, let's start over. The topic of today, we wanted to talk about the things we've been doing. Wait, wait, wait. You had a better phrase. How have you been wasting your time? How have you been wasting your time? Yes. And so I, I listen to, the more and more we do this, I listen to more podcasts and check new things out. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to one called Market Snacks Daily or Snacks Daily, I think. And they were talking about Disney like how Disney's doing it as a business and mm. they were talking about Frozen. So that's what made me think of Frozen. <laughs> well, I thought this topic on, uh, I can make it very personal, how I've been wasting my time. <laughs> yeah. and it's going to get pretty personal. But we, we talk a lot about, about uh, a lot of really serious issues. We do on, on this Battle podcast. Ready. And yeah. um, we just thought it'd be really fun just to talk about the stuff that's actually going on in real life and what you're doing to not go crazy. Yeah. And it, anyone who says they're they're not doing things that, are incredible wastes of their time. Yeah, probably isn't telling the truth. <laughs> right, let's go. Let's go to that statement to not go crazy. Usually, when people say they're not crazy, they are crazy. So to to not go crazy, have we already gone crazy? And this is what is happening in the aftermath of that. Yes, absolutely. I think I, I think it's gone. I think my mind is gone. It's been lost. <laughs> uh, I, a couple of days ago, I was by myself. I was um, actually happy that I was by myself for a second, but I wanted to scream help. <laughs> and, uh, I almost text you and Mariah. Yeah. Um, I just that one word help. Help. And I didn't know what help meant. I didn't know how you could help me, but I just felt like you yeah, just wanted to go outside and just scream. And there are moments I feel like that. The, yeah, those moments I do that in my car. <laughs> there's a, there's I'm not talking moments. about yelling, or screaming at someone else who's driving. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm I'm talking like you're in your car and you're you've just got to drive somewhere where no one will see you and think you're crazy. Mm-hmm. But you're having a moment where you're going crazy and you just kind of like yell it out. Yeah, yeah. It ha- happens every once in a while. It's helpful yeah. actually. And I know that we focus a lot on how to be productive and yeah. how to make sure you're optimizing, <laughs> optimizing your life. And and you've kind of already taken this to a darker place than <laughs> we had hoped for. No, but. I think some of it is sometimes you just have to um, like allow yourself to move to light things and just enjoy yourself a little bit or just, I don't want to use the phrase, <laughs> be brain dead, but. Um, no, or just to be entertained. Yeah, to be entertained, which is um, oftentimes used as a negative thing, but it's really helpful when you're trying to survive a quarantine for five months. Yeah, has it been five months now? And think about it. Not Not only did we lose all social interaction and we we lost restaurants and yeah yeah all the things everyone knows yeah Yeah. all all the places that we would go everyone knows except for if you're like in kansas city or in you know somewhere where the pandemic has not yet hit yeah (laughs) or Or just or they just were like no we're good but (laughs) not only the quarantine not only that but we lost sports which for me it was huge and i mean we we big sports watcher yeah i love sports and it's a part of what keeps me entertained it's part of what allows me to not think about the heavy challenging difficult things in life and just get a little it's a break it's a breather and then all of a sudden we lose the nba and um you know we lose everything right i mean yeah and there's nothing to watch and espn (laughs) after a couple of weeks they had nothing to talk about anymore and now yeah espn's instagram account turned into like a meme yeah, replay thing where it's like kids falling off of trampolines and guys water skiing down a overflooded street and well, you it, know how you have ESPN Classic as sure. one yeah, of the they different... play like the replays and everything. Well, yeah. everything became ESPN Classic. <laughs> classic. Yeah, just going back so far, top three sports. 
that you follow, that you watch, that you missed during quarantine? Because now sports are back. We have the NBA in the bubble. We have Formula One. We have uh, football's not going to get there, I don't think. I don't know if it's going to make it. I'm not entirely sure. Baseball seems to be fragile. Baseball seems to be fragile. But Joe Kelly is just beaming. The Houston Astros are just getting beamed every game, which... Which I know very little about baseball, but that just seems right. I'm not consenting to <laughs> violence, but I will say that if is it violence you were on the Houston the, Astros, release the ball to do its own will. Well, I think. <laughs> did you watch the Joe Kelly clip? I did not see that one. Okay, Joe Kelly, the pitcher of the Dodgers. He actually wasn't on the team the first year that the Houston's. I think were doing the scandal. He was. He's a recent the, addition. The first year that that, that cheated. The first year that, well, I think they've or been cheating for a while. I think the, I think the World year where they World beat Do- the Dodgers okay. in that. But oh, he, we were there. We were there. Yeah, we went. We were there. Oh, we yeah. were there the first year. We yeah, we were there. Game one. For the Pagan family. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. Game one. Mm-hmm. And it was a shorter game. We won. And it was awesome. And so I think Joe Kelly pitcher, I think last week, beams or misses two players throwing some wild pitches. But then, like this whole thing, like unravels. The bench is clear. No one was actually—I don't think anyone was actually hurt or hit. But they've been getting hit, and people have been throwing wild pitches. And Joe Kelly was like mouthing off, and he gets suspended eight games, and which is ironic because you can cheat in baseball and not get suspended at all, and still win the World Series. But if you throw a pitch at a pitcher or at a hitter, you get suspended. I find that ironic and unjust. Yeah, and our friends who know baseball say this is the way baseball polices itself by right. hitting batters. If you do something shady the year before. But, um, which makes me wonder how every batter on the Astros team at every game isn't being hit by the pitcher because... Well, they're getting hit a lot, which is rightfully so. <laughs> and, and again, you know, I, I, I did follow that Um because that, that becomes more than baseball. It becomes really a cultural commentary it on does. winning at all cost, right. on ethics. Um, but, you know, there's 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 games. Like I have a, a Russian friend, and he was teaching us a card game, or he was teaching, maybe he was teaching some of my friends a card game, and they were telling me about the, 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 the rules of the game and how interesting it was. Mm-hmm. So he's Russian. He's from, he's from Washington. I won't give him, he, if he listens to this, he'll know who he is. He's explaining the card game, and he goes, in the rules, if you, if you cheat, it's okay. You get caught cheating, you're out. And it's, they thought it was such an interesting concept that it's a part of the rules if you cheat. It's a part of the rules to cheat. If you're you're not playing the game right, if you don't cheat, <laughs> we're not using all okay. your resources if you don't cheat. Right, and it's an in, like interesting. Like I'm not saying anything about all Russians everywhere, but it is an interesting cultural thing. We're like in some cultures, if you're not trying to hustle, you're not trying. You're not living. It's funny because years ago. Everybody on our team started playing a game called Liar. Oh, I don't know what that is. And it's a card game. And it, it became almost an addiction. And I had to eventually... Um, this just, is pre-me coming back. Yeah, before yeah. you came back to L.A., I had to put out kind of like a um, a staff yeah. organizational you pulled TikTok. mandate. You pulled TikTok. And say, <laughs> yeah, uh, you can no longer play Liar with the staff because you're establishing a culture where the best liar wins. Yeah. Did, and you, did you fire the one who won the most? <laughs> did you figure that out? Well, they're no longer with us. <laughs> but Thank God. But it is interesting that there are games that actually mirror life. It is interesting. I, I wasn't yeah. trying to go deep with this. Are we going deep? No, I'm just saying yeah. that that's a, well, we're talking about the Astros cheating. And, and it's bad enough that they cheated. They benefited from cheating. And they won World Series. Yeah, but so the Patriots have won a bunch of Super Bowls, and they but get you, caught for cheating every year. But you love the Patriots. I do love the Patriots. You are a huge Patriots fan. Yes, I am a huge Patriots fan. And they're kind of like known for cheating. Yeah, they 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 seem to think they're that, known for winning. They just happen to cheat. And they they're known for winning at all costs. <laughs> they win at all costs. But why is it different in this situation with baseball than it would be like Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the Patriots? Um. Well, I, I think that the cheating the Patriots did wasn't right, and but it wasn't. Um, would you say all cheating is wrong? I think I would, but I, I imagine there's a scenario in which I would say cheating is better than the option, because I'm not a person who 
um, doesn't deal with realistic scenarios in life. You did no. We we talk metaphor, metaphorical, theoretics. No, no, all I'm the saying, time. yeah, yeah. Is that that's why I can't see things black and white. Right, 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 right. right. It, it, you would it, say to be known as a cheater is unacceptable. I, I would say to be a cheater is unacceptable. <laughs> There's a huge difference. Yeah. You, <laughs> to be known as a cheater may just be other people's social media effort to um, define you by something you're not. Okay. And a person may cheat one time and actually not be a cheater. They may have made an ethical mistake. They may have made a bad choice, but it really isn't consistent. No, no, we're talking, about, we're talking about established systematic cheating. And that's what the problem is with Astros. Right. Is that there was system, systemic corruption, systemic cheating. Yeah. And I think on top of that, there seemed to be very little repentance, very little remorse. No one took responsibility. That's, that's the issue, right? No one's apologized for the action, yeah. for the act. It was players who left who suddenly had a conscience. Yeah, they got traded, <laughs> and then they got traded, and then they narked, which is always the funniest thing. I which always, makes me like them less. It makes Well, yeah, it makes me like them absolutely. I mean, I don't like them at all. I also don't like love baseball, which is the irony of this conversation. But you do like the playoffs. I, I think the play, I think, the World I, think, Series. I think the playoffs, baseball in the playoffs is the most exciting sport almost on earth. So it's so suspenseful, so suspenseful. But I would say this: back to cheating. The people who narc when they cheated, but then they got traded. It's so ironic to me. It's kind of like Lance Armstrong. That situation too horrible. I mean, I'm not gonna like horrible situation. Not gonna comment on on him as a person. But like, it was the guy who was so okay with doping the whole time, but then pretended he wasn't okay with it when he got. When he wouldn't get, when they basically cut him from the team because he got caught. Right now, you're a cheat and a snitch. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't upgrade. Yeah. You just shifted. You're a liar and a thief, yeah. and you only lied about being a thief. You're going. It's still a. It's still a character flaw. You're just applying it differently. Yeah. And, um. But anyway. Anyways, has nothing to do with it. That's not how you're wasting your time. No, it's not how I'm wasting my time. <laughs> but it is entertaining when 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 there's fights in baseball. Right. But it's even nuanced all the way back. To Wait, like, but hold on. This is the connection, though, right? Like, boxing is legal and boxing is fair and it's exciting. It's not fair. But it's not fair when people box in other sports. No, no, no. Boxing, I'm saying no, this no, is no. not okay. We but, should be able. We should allow cross sporting. But even boxing is unfair. Everybody knows that judges all the time. It's so corrupt. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they. Yeah. There, there's a lot of corruption in in boxing. A lot of fights were called the wrong way. A lot of people should have never won one. A lot of people should have never lost, lost. And um, and it's just so clear sometimes that you don't even know what to do. And I, I loved boxing growing up. And there was a season where I just stopped watching boxing because I felt it was so corrupt that it was... Yeah, no one was actually, no one was winning. It was just, it was all fake. Yeah, and to me, that's, the, now you're doing with Lucha Libre, which I grew up well, with like, in El Salvador. Yeah, and... You've become a wrestling match, <laughs> WWE. Yeah. yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, and... Um, it doesn't mean, though, that there are not great boxers. Like, it, it's not the boxer's fault, you know, oftentimes that there's so much corruption. Um, but you're having to fight against corruption, not just against your opponent. Uh, and that was true in the NBA when there was the officiating corruption. Yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 the gambling, the gambling yeah. ring that was behind that the Philadelphia ref. Mm -hmm. He was like, yeah, that's crazy. I read a whole article. There's a really interesting article on it on ESPN. They, they, spent like, they did it over three years. 30 people work on it. They they uncover all of the rings and the layers of like how he got into trouble and how he got stuck and he kept putting bets and then they started using him to put bets. And they, it, But yeah. now you and I, we've become ESPN classic. We're now we're ESPN classic. <laughs> because we're not talking we're about what's going on right now no. because there's not a lot to talk about. There's not a lot to talk about. There's and, a little bit. All right, so we've talked about all the things we're uh, missing and, and all the scandals maybe that kept us entertained <laughs> along the way. But right now... Um, there's uh, fewer options. We have the NBA in a bubble, and that to me has been really interesting. Yeah, and not not just to see how the teams are playing, how the players play, and how this all plays out, but but even the the almost like the sociological experiment of of these athletes being quarantined for several months to see if it has psychological uh, impact on their play. Mm. And actually, which players will do better without fans? Which players will do better without? Um, the ability to go outside. And so it's kind of fascinating to, yeah. to, to look at that. There were all these rumors of certain players looking much better since the quarantine, and that's pretty much all been proven false. None of the players look 
better than they did before. <laughs> Physically, maybe some are in a little bit better shape. Most of them have there. their quarantine 15. Yeah, yeah, most of them have, yeah, yeah. Some of them are looking. All right. Are looking large. <laughs> and But it is interesting to see them and the way they play, like, without a crowd. And, with, and when no one's booing you and the free throws and, you know, people still missing shots because even though there's no pressure necessarily, it, it feels, I don't know, do you like it more or less? Um, at first, I didn't like it at all. Yeah, the, the preseason games were horrible. Yeah, and but now I'm really liking it more and more. I don't yeah. like the, the the angle shots that they choose for the cameras. The angles on everything, like the MLS angles, the yeah. it's just pretty bad. I think this is what happens when you don't have like depth of field and you're not able to yeah. like go as far back and you know shooting so, in arenas to. So I've had to adjust my own perception, yeah, expectations, expectations, experience, and maybe that's been the case for everything in the yeah. pandemic, right? Yeah, we've lowered our standard on all of life. All right, so I want you to fess up. What? What are some things you've been doing to waste your time during the pandemic? Okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> but with that, though, since, it was, since NBA isn't a different experience than what it was, yeah. um, I've gotten really into Formula One, which has been... And that's been during the pandemic. During the pandemic. But yeah. to be honest, I got... Or I actually got into it end of last year, beginning of the year. So before pandemic, mm-hmm. I got everyone else into it during the pandemic. Right. I know you were not into it in December because I didn't go... And I was invited by Ferrari to spend three days with them. Yes, yes, yes. That's my Which bad. I'm still pretty bitter about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it got, I got into it while we were in, in Europe on that trip. Okay. I started watching it and started like, oh, January, February, I started getting into it. Right. Um, but those without fans, for me, it doesn't affect it because you're just watching the cars go and you're kind of listening to the behind the scenes. But it was that Netflix series. Netflix Drive to Survive. I definitely binged both of those seasons. And you kept telling me to watch it and telling me to watch it and I wouldn't watch it and I wouldn't watch it. No one would watch it. No well, one believed. I decided, I, I'm not going to get that interested in, in a bunch of guys going in circles. And Well, it's not circles. That's how uh, you figure that out. Well, yeah, we all figured that out. It's metaphorical. It's not, <laughs> no. That would be NASCAR, and I am not. I've still have, I'm not into NASCAR yet. But somewhere in the middle of the quarantine, I got so bored, and ran out of shows. And I was working out, and I usually put on something while I'm working out. And so I thought, all right, let's try this F1 thing. Yeah. And next thing I knew, I was running faster. <laughs> when I was watching <laughs> the Formula One racing, I mean, and my heart was racing. My yeah. it felt like my adrenaline was just absolutely rushing. Yeah, and I was an addict. It's hard to not love Lando Norris and Danny Ricardo. So you know all their names Max now. Max Verstappen and Can you Botas believe you, Vettiri, you know and, all their names? And no, and 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 just the the legend of all legends, Lewis Hamilton, who and, just if you get to know, you realize is just a beautiful human, incredible yeah. story. I've binged it all. I'm like I'm fully in. I got the hat. And Lewis, if you're out there, I I I've learned that you, you used to come to Mosaic. That you've yeah, the, you've been here been to Mosaic. And yeah. I did not, if I remember, get to meet. I you. I don't think you were here. I think I think we figured out that it was a week that you were you were traveling. So could we kind of For a couple weeks? When could you were we traveling. do a, like a redo and uh, you could come yes. back and <laughs> and you know I know we're not meeting at Mosaic, but you could come to my house. <laughs> we could have dinner. And uh, well, he's he's in the middle of the the Formula One season right now. All right, so all right. maybe when he's done, <laughs> maybe his message reaches him when he's done. He is iconic. I just love I him. Mean, he's amazing. An incredible. What seems to be an incredible human being from his interviews. I mean, everyone has, you know, everyone has the 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 other side when they're yeah. working hard and 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 the cancelable side as we we're realizing mm-hmm. right now in culture. But he uh, seems like a lovely a lovely human. Yeah. So drive to survive Formula One. But I actually watch. I watch. The qualifying races on Saturday. But now Saturday. you watch it. Yes, I watch the qualifying races on Saturday. And then I watch the the Sunday morning like Grand Prix races. And I usually watch them like multiple times. All right. So so since you've, you know, this is about the art of wasting your time. and uh, I don't feel like that's a waste of my time though. No, no, no. But but what are some of the things that stand out to you? No, but this is the category I've put all the things that I've been wasting. My, this, is, this is my, it wasn't a full statement yet. The reason why I say it's not wasting my time is I put it in the category of me actually learning something new being curious it's true so in a time where i can't necessarily go out and do something new which i still have mm-hmm. i'm still i'm learning something new so when i finished i don't know is that two seasons of f1 yeah two seasons of drive to survive yeah then um i got turned on to the um documentary senna senna yeah which was extraordinary incredible about a brazilian f1 racer it both broke my heart and inspired me yeah. to live better yeah and to live fully and I would recommend that to anyone. And I, yeah. I, you know, I don't think anything that quote is entertainment that actually affects you, changes you, grows you, expands you is a waste of time. Yeah, and I think too, 
we talk about this because yeah. I was I went to school for to write and and to to do like production, TV production and film and writing and and being a director. And you went to you went to school for many reasons, and you use your degree in so many mm-hmm. different reasons. But like, I forget like when I watch TV, it's it's not genuinely to just be entertained. Like I'm actually learning something from the process. Hopefully, yeah. I mean at least that's what I tell myself. So how have you wasted your time? What are the well, few things? I think the thing too is that you fell in love with F1 once you knew the story of the drivers. It was so interesting because it's the stories of people's lives that actually pull us in. It's such a testament to the reality that we don't care about things we don't know about. When yeah. you learn something about someone, when you learn something about a sport, when you learn something about you know something that's so far from you, so far removed. I would have never thought driving in a circle. <laughs> in Europe would be interesting, mm-hmm. but you you know you hear these stories like they make so much money and they're rock stars in Europe and they do, in South America yeah. and all these things, and that we were even in Singapore two years in a row and we walked on the Grand Prix in Singapore. It was already set up for the Grand Prix. It was the next day right. after we left for Formula One, and neither one of us cared. We we're like, oh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and just to think if we had just stayed one more day we could have watched it from probably our hotel room which now right? is probably your favorite sport probably my favorite sport right now basketball formula one i love studying the personalities and the uniqueness of greatness yes so you whenever, love genius i do i love i love studying genius mm-hmm. and so the moment uh, i realized that f1 was it is elite Yes, and there's only what twenty, like twenty drivers, drivers in, the world. in F1. Yeah, and so then you're you're even the worst. Like you know, everybody makes fun of Williams. Everybody loves Mercedes yeah. and Ferrari. Being twenty every week, right? And then and then there's a huge fan base for Red Bull. Yeah, but when you look at Russell and the TV, yeah, yeah, when you're looking at Williams, they're the worst, I guess, of the twenty. They're still better than the average and above average and the good all over the world. Right, like being the worst, you're still great. Yeah, you're just not great in comparison to greatness. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's that's what's to me so interesting is most people I think spend their life studying average, mm. and then wonder why they never figure out how to ex- execute their own greatness. You have wow. to study people who do things great, right? Against other levels of greatness, right? And uh, and then I think the Sun documentary taught me a lot about. Do you find that we ignore greatness in, in our culture and society? I think we despise greatness now. Because you were talking about this last night. I want you to go into that. You, we despise great, greatness now. But we were watching John Lewis, a documentary on John Lewis yep. that Oprah did. And we, or maybe she was just hosting it on her channel. Mm-hmm. And we, I think my mom had it on. Yeah. I happened to come over. Yep. Was, started watching it. It's beautiful. And you looked at it and said, you looked at the documentary, you're like, why, why wasn't this guy ever our president? Why wasn't this guy ever our vice president? Why wasn't this guy ever put in the running? And you and I and you've talked about like ignoring how we ignore greatness inside of our culture. Yeah, and I think we try to like divide the parties and say the Republican Party is you know only white leaning and the Democratic Party is is more I think minority leaning. But I'm looking right. I, when I saw this whole story, of John Lewis, I thought, I mean, no matter where you stand, like Joe Biden is an an old or white man. Yeah, he is an old white man. And Bernie Sanders is an old white man. Yes. And Donald Trump is an old white man. So whether you're picking a socialist, a Democrat, or a Republican. They're all all old white men, and I I basically said that's how you know the Democratic Party still actually isn't um, past the lines of racism because the the, Cause the fact that he was never nominated for president or vice president or right. chosen as a candidate right right when we had someone of such historical value and gravitas it says a lot that mm. John Lewis was never elevated and chosen over the fifty years or so that. He could have and should have been. And I don't cry often, but I was definitely like tearing up during his speech and him looking back going, Martin Luther King was my hero. You can say there's everyone has stuff yeah. that they've mistakes and things that come up over the past. But just hearing his take on being inspired by someone so close to him. Someone so someone who pulled him along and really built him and and it was it was it was fascinating to watch. But yeah, we have this thing in culture where we ignore greatness and we despise it at times and and we, it, America wasn't always this way. And I don't, I don't want to get too political, but like other cultures, New Zealand, Australia, really have this tall poppy syndrome where we cut down people who are great. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of our cancel culture is kind of the, the similar, yeah. um, ca- kind of connecting to that a bit where it has similarities. When mm-hmm. people are great, we try to cancel them. When people are, 
even and you know and and I don't mean that like and I, and that doesn't work completely all the way through because we're canceling a lot of people who are not great and do some st- dumb stuff and then we find them and we get yeah. But but it seems a lot of times it's like we cancel famous people because they have bad moments and they get uncovered and then we're like they're gone, yeah. and and it seems like we've picked up some, some. Well, we really some stuff have to uh, get a hold of us. Is John Kennedy would not would not have survived this culture. No, John and, Kennedy MLK would have not Jr. Su- would not survive no. this culture. And and so a lot of the people we look back to and go, those people were significant in shaping our country in a positive way. They wouldn't have survived the way this culture deals with what we'd call the tall poppy syndrome and yep. trying to destroy people as they elevate. I, I, I think one is that greatness um, in any arena in some ways becomes an indictment on us. Like, yeah. you know, um, are we are we taking responsibility for whatever greatness is inside of us? Yeah. And I do, can I just say something? I do find it odd though that we like, we cancel people inside their own lanes, right? There's different rules for different lanes. Mm-hmm. You know, like Bill Clinton got away with a lot of stuff that no one else would have gotten away with. But because he was who he was, he got away with some stuff. Trump gets away with some stuff and then also doesn't get away with a lot either. Uh, but you look at rappers get away with a lot of stuff. But that if, you know, I don't know. Uh, Jeff Bezos said the things that rappers said in <laughs> in rap songs in a in a press conference, he would get destroyed and his stock would be worth nothing. But the things that rappers say, and I'm not trying to like, I'm not, I'm not angling at a rapper, like rock. You can say rock and roll or alternative music or like just artists in general. If you're an artist, you can kind of do whatever you want. If you're a politician, you have to you have to live a fake life of perfection, and if you know, or politicians can't make mistakes. You can't make mistakes, but yeah. they all do. Although right now they're making, you know, maybe they're making, my, they're making. Well, they're, it's funny. We we can't help it. But we always take every conversation deep. We can't. We can't help it. And I can hear. I can hear <laughs> one of our guys, Brian Hartley, like laughing in the distance yeah. and snickering. But I, I saw that. I don't know if you can hear I me think now. you were telling I me. I thought about, I could hear him. Is it Sia? The, Sia. The, yeah, the Sia, the artist, yeah. And she has the young the little girl who was their dancer for all these years. Yeah, so she's, I think, a teenager now, maybe. Yeah, she's 20s. like 16 now. No, no, I think, oh, or maybe, yeah, yeah. And when she was nine years old, she evidently made a video where she was uh, mocking being Asian, speaking with an Asian accent. And and now, she, you know, she's had to come out and apologize for oh, was what, that recently? I haven't seen that. Yeah, she had to come out and apologize for what uh, she, the video she made when she was nine years old. And I'm going, since when are we holding people accountable for what they said at nine? I'm like, thank God there were very few recording instruments when I was nine or 10. I don't even know yeah. what I might've said or done at yeah. that age. And it just seems like now we just go back on people's lives and, and, and then color them by those moments in their life. And, and and it's it's I think it's just a lot of it's a lot of pressure for your generation to bear to be honest. A lot with you. of pressure. A lot of pressure. Yeah, and and it's almost better sometimes to not be a voice because you're so concerned about what you say. Yeah, I have very little interest, and yeah. we talk about that a lot. I'm like, okay, yeah. we, I do do the podcast, do, do the McManus show with you, and then preaching is interesting because I don't want that pressure because there's stuff, right? There's always been stuff. And, you know, I had moments in my life where I was not the greatest person. I had moments today where I was not the greatest person. You know, like, there's just, we, I don't want to get canceled. I don't want to deal with that. Like, <laughs> Well, your problem is that you always cancel yourself. I do cancel myself. You cancel yourself way before anybody would ever cancel <laughs> you. And but, you hold yourself to such a high standard in those the, things. For sure. But there's a, like a level of fear now, though, where you go like, wow, if you really put yourself out, there is no, like, you put yourself out there, you're usually putting yourself out there to get destroyed. Mm-hmm. There isn't this like there isn't this um, process anymore where you can kind of go like oh there was I tr- at least I tried mm-hmm. like no I tried and I got destroyed for it mm-hmm. or you know and, and it yeah. is an interesting thing we choose to listen to people this back to the conversation of like we we kind of ignore greatness we choose to listen to some of like the most average people in the world sometimes and I think that's this conversation with politics of like who are we being led by and who are we being even when we when I watch one, you don't hear about Biden ever now because he's hiding from the cameras, and you hear too much about Trump all the time. Like I just, if I never hear about Trump ever again, I'd be so happy. And it, this is what you get in an elect, yeah. elect, you know, an election year. But we just listen. It just seems like we listen to some average people mm-hmm. on the largest scale, and sometimes I'm like, where are like the fascinating voices that we could be louder? Yeah, I actually think everything we've been talking about is an interesting like sub note around 
how we've been wasting our time because everything that's everything we've been right. talking about yeah and um on the positive end is learning from people's lives mm-hmm. and and on the negative it's what people say about people's lives it's interesting yeah and really what we need to i think what would be really good to recognize is culture passes from story to story okay culture passes from life to life okay and um over the five last five months i've watched so many documentaries so many and uh, you know from fear city to whatever the f1 drive to survive yeah drive to survive to senna to all these other documentaries and and you know we all already loved like chef's table and all the documentaries about uh cooking and chefing and and there's just something about stepping into someone else's life. Mm. Like one of the things I did during this time was you harassed me until I read Shoe Dog. And for two years, I harassed for two you years. for two years. The pandemic gave me time. I think I have, I've bought, I've purchased multiple of those. Yes, you probably bought books. me two, three copies of the book. And um, it's one but, of my favorite books of all time. But Shoe I did Dog. finish it and it was extraordinary. It is, it's phenomenal. And, it's like a modern day Hemingway. And I loved being inside of the story of his life and learning from it, both from his successes and failures. And maybe it's never a waste of time when you're learning from other people's lives. Yeah, you're learning from other people's experiences. Mm. And, and, uh, and, and ironically, even when you're being entertained, you can learn. Mm. And, you know, cause we've been doing some other things like Kim and I went through and watched every episode of Downton Abbey again, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and. Which is a great series. Like I'm not going to, Talk badly on it. I love no, it. No, it's a great series, and and yet it's, it's the character development, it's the human story that really pulls us in. Right. Other, fellows. Yeah, there's other like European show called Pull Dark that we watched all the way through, okay. and and um and I, I I find that we've been really drawn to stories about the conflict between wealth and poverty, hmm. between privilege and poverty, and um, and how there were always individuals who broke those walls down. And, and so like the interesting thing to me about Poldark was that here's someone who was basically aristocracy who goes to war, comes back and chooses to identify himself with the poor, even while he's of noble birth mm. and marries his servant mm. and, um, and how now aristocracy doesn't know what to do with him because he's against elitism, he's against entitlement, but he's still a nobleman. And, and I, I found myself being drawn to stories about people who overcome hardship, who overcome persecution, who express resilience and strength. And I thought, oh, maybe it's because that's what we need during this time. Yeah. I've, I found myself getting really into three different shows. I mean, this is over five months, right? So now this is, you know, this is probably more yep. shows and documentaries that I've watched. And the the one that surprised me the most was Watchmen. Watchmen wow. on HBO. And, you know, I we don't recommend any of these without, like, in its perfection. Like, you have, you know, there's going to be language. I'm sure there's other stuff, just like fast forward or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, I try to, is, this is like, the, this is towing the line of, like, you know, having faith, being, trying to make sure you're, you know, screening what you're watching, but also, yeah. like, I'm, I'm gonna. I want to. Also, want to learn what's actually going on in the world and yeah. what this is. So take it with a grain of salt. Watchmen was incredible. Um, Westworld season three. Westworld season two is one of the most trash seasons I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> then I listened to a podcast with Dave Chang and Christopher Nolan, or not Christopher Nolan. I'm um, Jonah Nolan, who's the bro- little brother of Christopher Nolan, mm-hmm. who did Batman Begins and all these things. Little brother wrote Memento, and he mm-hmm. he helped a lot with the Batman series, and then yeah. now he did Westworld with his with his wife. Mm. And and they went on this like whole like binge conversation about how like what Westworld season two is the greatest season. It's so ph- philosophical. It has so many parallels to Sophocles and Aristotle and Nietzsche. And I'm like, yo, that was the most trash episode, uh, season I've ever seen in my life. It was so boring. <laughs> it was like they didn't know what to do, so they just did the first episode of, or the first season again twice. But the third season is actually incredible with Aaron Paul and some some I think Marshawn Lynch is in it and some like really interesting people that kind of come through. But you watched it. You I got you to watch that one, and that was. No, actually, I got you to watch it. No, you, you'd already given up on. Westworld. No, 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 no. We were no, 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 no. No, let, no let, that's let, not true. No, let no. The court. I know it's not. No, because I know. <laughs> I know exactly when you watched it because I was like, you have to watch this, the third season, and then you, I got you your login to HBO, 
That's how I know it was me. All right. I logged you into okay, the can app. Can we edit this out if I'm wrong? Okay. <laughs> so Westworld and then our third one was 000, which oh, was yeah. incredible. So, yeah. It was on, I pretty, know, pretty it was extraordinary. on Amazon Prime. It was so random. I stumbled upon it. It hasn't been like i don't know that many people that's intense it. it's that's super intense, intense about like a narco story these are all adult recommendations yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of violence you're, yeah. if you're those. under if you're under 35 years old yeah but one of the ones i i loved was um was it um duty oh duty shame duty shame yeah and that was a, it's like japanese. A, a japanese netflix show where two brothers from Japan, one's a cop, one's on the, uh, the Yakuza, it's a mm -hmm. the Japanese mafia. The other one was a police officer. The other one was a police officer, Tokyo PD. Yeah, it's really artistic. Um, it's, it's shot it takes, incredible. Yeah, there's a lot of license in terms of artistry. Yeah. And and I told, I told someone it's worth watching just to get to the end. It's so worth watching. <laughs> and I think it deterred a lot of people because the original name is in Japanese. Yeah. And then the first episode is almost entirely subtitled. Oh, I was going to give the name in Japanese, but I didn't want to show off. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Never, never mind. Okay. <laughs> um, and then the second episode, they, they not to ruin it or, or, or spoil it, but they go to London. And so only their conversations are in Japanese, but mm -hmm. all the rest of them are in English. Yeah. And so it kind of turns it on its head a little bit where you're like, I'm mm -hmm. watching a Japanese show or an American mm -hmm. show. And then it kind of goes back and forth. And it's pretty cool the way that it's shot and done mm -hmm. and pretty modern and and such a beautiful story. And the ending is like that final episode, maybe like the best episode of television I've watched in in so long. Yeah, and of course, I love the Spanish uh, Casa de Papel. Um, yeah, I can't get into it. You know. You I don't know. like it. Uh, the name in English is terrible. Money, Money Heist. Heist. It just sounds very cheesy. It's cool. It's good. I uh, everyone, you've, everyone, everyone you've told to watch it who's watched it absolutely loves it. I just can't get into it. Well. I got to do better. <laughs> okay. But I, I and I think a, a huge part of this is, um, you're you're drawn to things that pique you, like your imagination, or like I think what we watched says a lot more about us than it I says know. about the show. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> See, and I think I love Money Heist because the main character um, was raised in such a way where it's like his grandfather or taught him how to play chess, and and he it's, it feels similar to your thinking. Yeah, and, and so I'm watching this character, the dark side of a character, and I'm going, oh, that's the way I think. It's, and, it's actually pretty culturally relevant to the, like, to the times now, yeah. right? The, the identity, the premise is that he is, he's establishing a money heist in which he steals no money. And no one gets hurt. And no one gets hurt. But he does, but he, but he, as an individual, what governments do all the time. So his, the ideology is very ideological show. Like yes. he has this whole, he's, he's almost like love. a crusader where he has this, you know, this anarchy, but ideological perspective philosophy where he's going, um, what is the difference between the treasury printing money and us printing money? Yeah. It, maybe it ties into my anarchist roots. One's, one's <laughs> called, one's called counter counterfeit right yeah or what would it be, what would it be? What, yeah being like counterfeiting yeah and the other one is just what governments do yeah and so it's the whole premise is that they take over the u.s or the, not the u.s but the, a treasury in mexico i think or yeah. spain well i mean think about this uh, the trillion dollar bailout the stimulus stimulus package yeah. sorry um that trillion dollars does not exist no we made it up our government printed money yes. that cannot be backed and by the, anything we own for the first time in a long time it's a reminder that we play within rules that are imaginary yeah and then we're gonna do it again so we're gonna create more money out of a vacuum that does not exist right. and it is actually ironic that governments can do what um is illegal if an individual does it yes it's interesting so if we all get yeah. together and do it together then it's not illegal <laughs> but that, that is but that's the that's the concept of money heist right is that all right we only have a few minutes left on on this particular uh episode right so give me a list of things that you've been doing just for sheer fun sheer fun for formula one we've talked about the tv stuff um i've play, been playing call of duty okay explain call of duty what, call of what's duty. the fascination behind it's, call of duty i don't know what the, fa the fascination behind behind call of duty was all of my friends when we first were, were in quarantine no one was really seeing each other mm -hmm. minus a few of us and so you get home and it wasn't like we were going out there was nothing to do the beaches were closed mm -hmm. the restaurants were closed there was literally nowhere to go so we turned on our playstations and our xboxes and 
we started linking up and playing Call of Duty online. Like I have like a full on like little monitor now and like a chair set up in my house. So it's like, it's not my TV. It's like a little own like office desk thing. And we, we got kind of into it. So now it's on season five and it's a, you know, it's, it's a, like a war game. And mm-hmm. we like, we haven't maybe haven't represented ourselves very well on this one. But it's just like the human side. So we've been playing Call of Duty, just came out in season five and we like, we you know there's been ways where we've hit it from like the guys who have wives i don't suggest hiding anything but now it's like do you want to jump on a call oh that's terrible <laughs> or or we'll send little like secret emojis that are like do you want to run it do you want to run do you want to run a game and with a little emoji of someone running and just trying to keep it a keep it top secret you know so and mine are a little more um boring <laughs> <laughs> and uh I've had several months of Duolingo learning Portuguese. That's the, probably the better option of the two. And um, I don't know why, but I hold myself accountable. Even I'll even stay up. You do an hour a day, right? Uh, I, I just do a session a day. They have okay. like it set yeah, up yeah. in a session, however long it takes me to do it. And um, I was smoking, not smoking cigars, but smoking meat and everything. Smoke, yeah, yeah, barbecue, yeah. B- barbecuing so much that I, I burned out the coils on my smoker. <laughs> So now it's broken. I know. And uh, so I'm really disappointed about that. But I was cooking a lot. Yes. Just to give myself. In fact, I was calling people up and going, I've got five whole chickens I just barbecued. Come and get one. You you created like an actual, just like feeding all your friends. You would make up plates for them and then be like, okay, just pick. And this is the beginning where like, okay, we can't all hang out. So you'd set up times where they could all stop by real quick. Pick up all their food. And so every Friday I was cooking meat you know baby ribs back ribs or ribs whatever oh it was gosh and, your ribs are so good and and then once that broke down uh we had to find another way of doing it but yeah um that was that was uh fun for me and it allowed me to you know to kind of escape and yeah and do something meaningful at the same time and um we play uh, we play a little foosball together play foosball i yeah. won for like four months straight and then i haven't won in a while yeah, yeah, I I focus on that. You haven't won in a while, <laughs> and uh, um, hey, foosball. What else we play? Um, and then uh, again, just like I, I spend time with Kim watching shows she likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I end is up like every thing? one of them. It is a marriage. You just thing. stop being able to watch what you want after. <laughs> I have to wait till she goes to bed to watch what I want. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know whether it's ESPN or. But you're lucky though or, because she goes to bed so early and she wakes a, up so early. She's so. still a farm girl. She's going to bed early and waking up at four in the morning. <laughs> yeah, so you're like you're in the clear, but <laughs> yeah, so it's okay. I can I get to stay up and and uh, and watch zero 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 or yeah. watch Sports Center or whatever it is. Um, and those are some of the things. And um, you guys kind of did something that was interesting in your neighborhood, where you guys put your lawn chair, like not lawn chairs, but like outside furniture. Yeah patio furniture on your front yard which in a, which in, if you're in the south if you listen to this in the south that's normal that's yeah. common but in la like you don't spend time in your front yard yeah we live in a corner lot and so kim has these four wicker chairs and she put them out like socially distanced you yeah know, six yeah. feet apart yeah and every day we just go out there and sit and especially kim and she just got to know the entire neighborhood entire neighborhood and people would come and sit in the chairs and spend an hour talking to her they bring their dogs over and yeah. um and she started an entire movement throughout our our neighborhood in Hollywood. Yeah, where all these other houses started putting chairs in the front yards as well. And we were walking our dog one day, and a fam- six different couples were in front of someone's house, and they called us and invited us to come and join them. We didn't know any of them, but they all knew us because they the idea had come from our house, and yeah. they had all been in our house at some point, so they all knew Kim. And mom's such a rebel, right? Like I was begging, <laughs> like in the beginning, we, there was so much fear. I think that we were me and Mariah. When I say we. We were trying to just go, can you guys just, until we figure out what this is, can you guys just give everyone some space and, and, and stop? And then mom just refused. It was <laughs> it, fine. I'll do six feet distance between the chairs, but I'm going to meet everybody in this whole neighborhood. And she would just like, she's so Southern. She's like, Hey, what are you doing? Hey, where, who are you? She yells at, yells people, at people going down the street when she they're like running. harasses people like, Hey, good job. Yeah. Yeah. How much have you run today? I'm going, honey, he doesn't want to get bugged. Or the thing that I, the thing that I find hilarious is she'd be like, where are you going? <laughs> oh, and like, mom, you're embarrassing there's me. There's these two guys running by the house. She goes, where are you going? And the guy stopped. He goes, oh, I'm just running home. <laughs> and I think he felt like he needed to explain it. Yeah. But so many people have come by and have talked to us and uh, because she's decided to create a community outside. Yeah, really and we started a garden she did. in, in yeah, our front did. yard. And we're, I'm... I'm re- I'm growing like eight different um, kinds of peppers, from um, sweet peppers to hot peppers, yeah. all the different stages. We're uh, Kim is Kim's growing strawberries, kale. blueberries, tomatoes, kale, 
uh, all these spice, all these, um, you know, spices, spices and, and stuff. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, herbs and herbs. and so she's growing all this stuff, and and that's been a cool thing, it's, you know. So it's not a waste of time, and it's kind of funny though because she wanted to buy them so she could grow them, and I wanted to buy them with the the fruit and vegetables already on them. <laughs> she goes, "You are." She goes, "What's the point if you're just going to buy them with all the stuff already fully grown?" I go, well, we don't have to wait. <laughs> well, we have to close. So this is an interesting thing because we, we've all been waiting on something lately and you'll have to wait on your vegetables and your fruit. But uh, we have to get you out of here. You have a heart out. And we've already gone a little bit past it. So I want to be respectful I, I, of your time. And, um, but it, it's so good to do this. And we've committed to this every week. We're doing this every week. And we do have an email as well that we want people to email in. Questions, comments. I have to tell you a story before we close. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Let me get through the, let me get okay. through the, the, okay. the, fine, the fine print. Aaron at battlereadypodcast.com. Email us at Aaron at battlereadypodcast.com. Review on iTunes. Give a review. Give a thumbs up on YouTube. Subscribe. Um, subscribe. Thumbs up. Review. All good things. And tell a friend. And tell a friend. So I was driving my electric bike up here to Mosaic. Okay. And as I was leaving, I came out of the parking lot, turned to right. A car was pulling into the next uh, sky rise. Oh, goodness. And he stopped and waved me on. And then I went through, he pulled into park and he yelled something at me. Oh no. And I thought, should I, should I ignore it? And so I stopped my bike and I said, I'm sorry, what'd you say? Uh oh. And he said, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I miss Mosaic so much. I oh, live here. That's so sweet. And, and, uh, I just wanted to, I just want to tell you we appreciate you guys so much. Yeah. I said, well, if you miss um, our conversations, we have a podcast called Battle Ready. My son and I, you should oh, come. Awesome. He said, I've been listening to him every single week. I'm so <laughs> excited they're coming out on Fridays now. That's awesome. And he was just so every excited yeah. about the Battle Ready podcast. And so I like, here's a guy living in Hollywood in the, in the skyscraper next door. That's so funny. And then he said. I just finished every episode of McManus, the TV show you guys oh, did. Awesome. On the Hillsong Channel. On the Hillsong Channel. So and, cool. and so I just thought it was, I had to tell that story because that just happened a couple of days ago. And you, you, sometimes you wonder, is anyone listening? I know. And here's a guy just a few feet away from us yeah. on the skyscraper in Hollywood. So cool. Listening to the Battle Ready podcast. I, I forget because we're on Hollywood Boulevard in La Brea. I forget that we're kind of in the middle of like a modern day neighborhood. Yeah. Where there's apartment buildings all around us. There's houses. I had a friend uh, send me a video from the 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 hills she she was um she was doing a hike with a bunch of friends and they sent us like a, a selfie with like uh there's mosaic in the background and i was like come by come say hi afterwards and it's cool it's cool we get to be here with all the locals. so can people send comments to yeah they can send comments well i if i read them or not maybe not no, but like no, if you have I an interesting connecting fun story is if if there are topics that i know if people that, if that someone wants us to talk about if you have a topic well i'd love for you guys to talk about this send us your suggestions yeah I would love suggestions. Yeah. That's the one thing. That's kind of the cool thing about this podcast is that we're now we're doing it consistently. But over the last few years when we've been doing it, we kind of it was never meant to be like an every week thing. Maybe I don't know. No, we were not that committed to consistency. No. So when people <laughs> now we are now we are when people would say yes. when people would say like, I love the Bad Ready podcast. I genuinely would ask them, well, what do you want us to talk about next? Because we can't. We don't know. And I think they were always a little shocked. Like, what do you mean? And like, no, no, we would genuinely want your input on what we should talk about and discuss. Because mm -hmm. I I love. I, I love knowing what people want to listen to mm -hmm. and then maybe just arguing about it. So <laughs> that'd be fun. And Let's I just think it. this is a good space for us to um, be ourselves, be raw, be honest, to ramble a little bit into dangerous places and interesting yes. places. Yes. And, uh, and if you're listening and you've been wasting your time, yeah, maybe you should take a few minutes and look at everything you've learned in the time you thought you were wasting. Cause if you pay attention Actually, there's there's no wasted time. No, no, no. As long as you're learning and growing yeah. and becoming healthier as a human being. Hey, that's a core value you've always kind of instilled in me is like you learn from your enemies. You learn from your friends. You learn from the things that are boring and you learn from the things that fascinate you. Mm -hmm. And if you if you're always have that kind of switch on, this ability mm -hmm. to learn, you were learning from everything. Yeah. You know, and that's, and don't kid, if there's any kids listening to this, don't use that against your mom. <laughs> well, mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm but learning. It, but it's so important, especially when, you have a serious faith yeah. to realize that just because you have faith, you're not supposed to always be serious, mm. that you're also supposed to have fun. Supposed to have fun. Be a, be also be a normal human being. Yeah. And I, I find- Waste I'll, your time well. Waste your time well. <laughs> time well wasted. 
even like even in Call of Duty, I was talking about this with one of our guys, Austin, who produces the show with us, and he we were we were talking about how it's interesting to play Call of Duty with different friends. And you kind of learn what kind of friend they are. You learn who that you like learn who they are in situations because there's there's a game called I think Warzone where where everyone's dropping in at the same time. There's hundreds of people, and you're on a team of of one, two, three, or four, mm-hmm. right? You can play by yourself with a duo, trio, quad. So everyone's when everyone's on night, we'll play quads, mm-hmm. and you learn how people see the world and how people wow. play fearfully, how people play boldly, how people will refuse to help you out because they're nervous how they yell at each other and get upset, how they yell at themselves, like you kind of, how like when someone's in trouble, they don't say anything. Well, we got to go now. So we're going to wrap this up. No, I want to know what kind of player are you? I think I'm a player that dies a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But do you die for your friends? I I do try to die for my friends. I try, I try to, I, this is the thing. Austin's really good. And then I try to be like Austin and then I die. And then I am usually (laughs) yelling at Eric for not picking me up. Kevin, this is the, this is the heroic moment of the week though. My friend, Kevin, who works on your team, we play and he's the one who kind of got us all into it. He drops his guns, drops his armor, and just starts running to come <laughs> pick me up. And he's like, I'm going to really? die. I'm going to die. You can do yes. that? You can do that. I didn't even know. Wow. And, he, and he did it for the friends. So That's beautiful. He's the real one. Wow. You, you know, I, you learn. You, that is exactly who Kevin is, though. It is. And you know, it, it looks like a game, but I think uh, it's also a part of human development. It is you learn about each other. Yeah. And and then maybe if you don't like who you are in the game, you you can change when you're change. not playing the game, and then it changes the way you play the game. Hundred percent. Wow. Maybe we started out with games. We're ending with games. There's a there's a thing called rage quitting that we'll talk about next time. Uh, when Ooh. you're so upset, you rage quit. But we're not, we're not talking about that now. All right. Well, I don't want to rage quit. I want to joy quit. Yeah, we're gonna we gotta and leave. It's, we gotta it's leave. been a great time. Signing. Love on. doing this with you. Yes. And until next time. Till ne- till next week. No, oh, that's right. Till next week. Next Friday. Every Friday. Thursday at midnight. See Battle you. ready. Battle ready. Battle ready. Hey, take care, guys. Love you, buddy. Love you, too.